Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave, and occasionally a special guest here to talk about the club that we love, Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, you Spurs. Let's go. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. Steve, how you doing? Well, you know, I'm not doing terrible, all things considered. The weather's nice. Well, nice is an understatement. It's absolutely gorgeous, and it has been for a couple of days. You know, I'm starting to think that spring is here to stay. Um, the only thing that's preventing me from saying that it was an absolutely great time right now, right before I hopped on with you guys, I was lying on the couch with Isaac, you know, we were just watching Toy Story, you know, hanging out. Um, and Natalie went to go grab him for me. But of course, he didn't want to move from that position. So what did he do that all toddlers do when they're upset? And, uh, you know, don't quite know how to voice their feelings. He kicked and flailed and got me right in the groin. Just a nice swift kick to the crotch. Uh, so that was not pleasant, but everything else has been. So I'm still recovering a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry but. to hear that, Steve. I actually, that brings to mind, uh, a brief story I want to share with you that may be appropriate for later, but I'll, I'll share it with you after I ask how Mike's doing. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? Um, you know, Dave, uh, I really think that's funny. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I, I, I don't feel for you. I think it's I funny. mean, objectively, it is funny, but as the subject of this, it's this... like a bitch. So there's two things you're going to have to teach your kid as he's growing up. One is that uh, fart equals funny and kicks in the crotch are hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I'm not unless it that. happens to you, you know, and so I get it. But to me, that's funny as hell. Um, that's all that said. Um, not funny. Steve, Steve, not glad, funny. Steve, glad to have you with us, uh, Dave. Uh, <laughs> happy to be here. Um, it was a great weekend. Uh, got together at uh Rira Irish pub for the match this week um and um we had uh two supporters <laughs> from our supporters club um and uh one of them actually is a supporter uh is in the Boston Boston Spurs uh technically in the Boston Spurs supporters group um but she's also part of our Green Mountain Spurs uh because we're all inclusive that said, um, it was myself and our other and our other friend uh, Visme, and we had a good time. Lucas and I went down there, had a nice meal, watched some soccer on the giant screen that they have there. Now, um, our friends on our uh, extra inch Discord uh, would would know that I um, this used to be a Liverpool bar, Liverpool. Um, they used to uh, host a group called the the Outlaws, the Liverpool Outlaws. Oh, no, they were rough and tumble, I bet. Um, Poor fans. But they haven't, they haven't been there for years, so I tried to convince all the Green Mountain Spurs people that it wasn't a Liverpool bar anymore and that uh, we could go. Uh, unfortunately, only myself and Visme and Lucas showed up and our, and our other friend from Boston. Um, but... I got to tell you, it was a good time. The food was good. The beer was cold. The bar manager was great. The general manager was great. And uh, that might be our new second home. Who knows? 
Um, outside of that, man, the weather was beautiful. Uh, did the first mow. I know you're not supposed to mow till the end of May, you know, the bees and stuff, but my lawn was getting ragged looking and uh, I needed to get the mow in and get the uh, anti-grub stuff down so that uh, the skunks and stuff wouldn't be coming around the house because it's skunk season, baby. Uh, in Vermont, it is at least, but great weekend. Great weekend altogether. My boy, um, I'm going to spare you the details, but he had a rough first game on the, on the big U12 field. The second game, boy, he put in a shift. Everybody on that team put in shifts. Um, they were down some players, and usually they do about 10 to 15 minutes and then sub. Uh, he went on a straight 25 minutes, uh, scored, uh, scored again, and then uh, fluffed one. I mean, he was, he did this awesome swim move, dispossessed the guy, uh, the, the, the defensive back dispossessed him, took the ball in on the, on the keeper and tried to get fancy. He tried to do his little, uh, for lack of a better player, uh, Hyunmin Son, you know, three step overs and then bring it to the side foot and pump it past the keeper when all he needed to do was actually just kick the ball. <laughs> I told him, I was like, dude, you had the Hattie, but, you know, fancy doesn't equal goals. <laughs> it just asked our friend Deli Alley. <laughs> that would be one good example. No question. Hey, neither one of you mentioned uh, it was Mother's Day in uh, in the U.S. Did, did anybody have a fantastic Mother's Day or did you treat your, your lovely wives as well as you possibly could? I like to think so, but I treat her as well as I possibly could every day. Good answer, Steve. Well done. How Every day. <laughs> he was right. Every day is Mother's Day, is it not? Uh, my wife, my wife is the hardest working, uh, hardest working, most compassionate person that I know. Um, she's a she's probably one of the best people that I know, um, which begs the question, why is she with me? Uh, but <laughs> um, um, I've trapped her and uh, she's not going anywhere. Um <laughs> We have a no. We have a thing where, um, when we first moved into our house, uh, I bought her uh, a couple of blueberry bushes. She loves blueberries, so I bought her a couple of blueberry bushes. And then every year, um, I would buy another blueberry bush, and we would add it to our little our little patch. And then uh, we moved out of the house and into a new house, and had to leave all of the old blueberries there, the blueberry patch, which the new owners immediately ripped up, along with our raspberry. Uh, our little raspberry patch too, that was behind the fence. They took the fence up. Um, the place looks like homeless people live there now. It's very sad. Um, but you know, it's not my house anymore. It's theirs to do with what they want. Um, but so I but bought her, wrong. I bought her new blueberry bushes. Um, and we're going to start, uh, another blueberry garden. So. Cool. Makes sense for you. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, Stevie, I wanted to come back to uh, the, the comment you shared earlier about your little guy kicking you in the kicking you in the, the package. Um, <laughs> here's, here's, still laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you know, I've, I've been a little quiet since you said that because it's just brought back some traumatic memories. So I know I probably shouldn't talk about this on the Internet, but I will anyway. So when uh, you guys know, again, my 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 sons are um, college age and and and, you know, leaving the home. But back when my youngest was still probably about your youngest son's age or your son's age, uh, had a vasectomy, you know, the good move to make sure that there were, there were no more little Dave's running around. 
anywhere. And, um, you know, if you've ever had any buddies that, that have had that done before you, I had a guy that gave me a referral to, uh, to the, the doctor, uh, gave me the advice about afterwards, how to, how to lay low, how to utilize ice and, and, uh, packages of frozen, frozen vegetables in the ways that ways that you needed to. So anyway, had that done, was feeling pretty okay. And was, uh, was sitting on the floor in our house, um, leaned up against the couch. If you can just kind of envision that. And I forgot how toddlers that can walk are unpredictable. And uh, all of a sudden this, you know, probably 18 month old kid just runs and jumps and lands in my crotch. And, and hopefully there's a statute of limitations that's passed because I launched him across the room, like literally instinctively, it was so painful and shocking. Like I just, I just reacted and felt badly about that. But then afterwards he literally set my recovery back like two, three weeks. Like the doctor's like, yeah, you, you did a number, man. You, you got to lay low a little bit longer. So Steve, if you ever have that done, my advice to you is never let your guard down, be, be guarded and protective the entire time because you will regret it. If you, if you do what I did. Sound advice, Dave, sound advice. Now, you know, why Mike's like, ah, that's hilarious. And I just was quiet. Like, no, that freaking hurts, man. It's <laughs> far from cool, far from cool. But hey, let's get on to things that are fun and exciting, uh, maybe-ish. Let's talk about the weekend. Liverpool. Steve, how about you get after it first? Talk to us about what you saw, what you liked, what you didn't like. Look, I'm going to start by saying I am pleased with the result. Um, Yeah, we probably could have won it. Yeah, we probably should have won it. Um, But... You know, we were sitting here last week talking about how it was a sure loss. There was absolutely no way we were going to get anything from it. Um, and to see the sort of performance that that was on display was, I mean, that in and of itself was, was phenomenal. Um, and for me this week, I can't give enough plaudits to the uh, defensive quintuplets. Nope. You know what I'm trying to say. The defensive five, the five defense uh, defenders who uh, each put in uh, an incredible shift. Uh, big shout out to uh, Emerson Royale there, who, I mean, between him and Sessignon, when I saw that team sheet, I thought for sure we were fucked. Um, but, you know, Sess, he marshaled uh, Mo Salah pretty well for most of the game, except for the one uh, little yellow card that he picked up. But Emerson was on a completely different level. Like, there was a part of me that was just looking over and over at the lineup to make sure that it was actually Emerson Royale and not some other guy that I'd never seen before who looked similar. But no, it was him. He just... I don't know, maybe something clicked for him finally. Maybe the training's finally paying off. Uh, but damn, that was a performance and a half. Um, really well done. Davies throwing his body on the line. Romero throwing his body on the line. Dyer keeping things nice and tidy. Aside from a freak deflection, I mean, I can't think of a single instance in which I felt worried about conceding. Um, and honestly, it, it, it's kind of crazy when you think about like who were our worst performers and the top of my mind goes to our offense uh, and not our defense. When you're playing Liverpool and you expect to be defending constantly, um, yeah, there were a couple mistakes. Yeah, there, there were some bad passes, some, uh, you know, maybe 
they call them hospital balls, you know, they're, but uh, no, it, it, they recovered well, they, they rallied, they kept each other in the game. And, you know, we, we could have had three points out of that. I, you know, I'm trying to keep the perspective, right? Like I expected zero, we got one, I'll take it. Um, you know, people are going to point to the, the missed opportunity at the end when Hoiberg headed backwards instead of across goal or even at goal um, where we possibly could have gotten three points. But, you know, if you're going to point to that as why we don't get fourth place, I mean, you got to look at what Brentford, Brighton, any of the games under Nuno. I mean, there were many reasons why we're probably not going to get fourth at this point. That one moment isn't one of them. Um, so just keeping things in perspective, defense was solid. I think Conte is going to have an absolute phenomenal time over the summer when he has, uh, you know, a couple of months to really drill his instructions in and maybe get a couple of players that uh, he desperately wants uh, in as well. But I left that game feeling more hopeful than anything, even if I don't think we're going to get fourth. Um, there were more positive signs for me than not, and I'm really looking forward to what a full season under Conte can can bring us. If we can keep Liverpool of all teams to like next to nothing in terms of expected goals. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, what, what did you see? What did you like? What did you not like? I don't like this uh, unmute button that I've got it going on here. <laughs> um, there was a lot that I liked. There were some things I didn't like. I thought that uh, I thought that Romero's execution uh, on some of his passes where it was um, was I, I think the idea was right, but some of the passes were kind of just lazy. Um, I know what he was trying to do, you know. Um, I think that his defending was was great, but he just wasn't great on the ball. Um, I think that Ben Davis had probably had the best day out of the, the back three. Um, uh, but I mean, as as far as as far as the worst performance, and it's hard to say this because I think the game overall was super positive, and I and I you know I agree with Steve wholeheartedly. I think that. Uh, Hugo Hugo had a couple of pretty bad boners. One of them actually, you know, I mean, um, could have very easily led to a goal. Um, he just gave the ball straight up the middle to, to Mo Salah. Um, but uh, it, it, I hear a lot of people talking about how their man of the match was, was Emerson. And that's fine. Um, the tactics today were not, um, Conte's system allows for a lot of things. It's a lot, it's kind of, it's for being, uh, like a well-drilled kind of like machine. Um, it, it allows for some flexibility from game to game, maybe not within the game, but it allows some flexibility from game to game. Um, and the tactics he, he employed this time were, uh, were pretty outrageous. Uh, just the fact that they were able to kind of play uh, a, a, almost a, not a park the bus or a Mourinho type defense, but he was able to use his wing backs in a more defensive, uh, in a more defensive way that, um, that allowed them to, to slow down um, the attack on either side by Mane and, and Mo Salah. Mane and Mo Salah disappeared for 
entire stretches of the game at points. You know, Fabinho um, was in and out, but when he was when he was in there, man, he was bossing the midfield. But you know, when when you have players like Trent Alexander Arnold, who's possibly one of the best uh, right backs in the world, um, you get him off of his game. You know, um, fine, he's great at crossing the ball, but and they crossed the ball a thousand times in the game. I don't know how many times, but it was it was an insane amount of times. I we were watching without sound. So I didn't even get the feel for what it was like there, but um, in the pub, it was, it was just, you know, there were a lot of people watching the game who were soccer fans and they were just amazed at how Spurs were able to defend against this Liverpool team yet still be able to progress the ball and have positive ball movement. And it's not like um, you're not, it's not like a typical park the bus like you'd see out of like what like fucking Burnley did to us earlier in the year, you know, Watford fucking did it to us. And, you know, twice they did it to us. Um, and, um, you know, cause those teams don't play out of the back. We play out of the back. And I, and I know there's a lot of Liverpool fans. I was on Reddit today and uh, there are a lot of Liverpool fans, the fans that are pissed off. I'm just learning how to use Reddit. Steve, you'll be happy about that. Um, Steve's a big Reddit guy. Uh, and there's a lot of Liverpool fans that are really pissed off. Um, they're going along with their boy, uh, Jurgen with the funny glasses and the big teeth. Um, you know, in bitching and complaining about the game and, and the way that Spurs played. But I think the tactics were one um, effective and two genius genius. Um, I have my, my man of the match is actually my man of the match. Um, you either have to give it to Sonny who worked his ass off and he actually tracked back, played a lot of defense. Um, but Ben Davis, Ben Davis for two reasons. One, which was absolutely obvious when he, when he, uh, came back and filled the space on Salah's shot and, uh, and, and slid and kicked the ball out of, uh, kicked the ball out of the box. Um, that was, that was the obvious one. I mean, that was one of that was might've saved the game, but the one that I feel really saved the game was earlier, uh, on his yellow card. I think that was the best yellow card that was taken by any Spurs player all season when he just grabbed Sala. He got beat and just grabbed him from behind and then got up and was like, what did I do? <laughs> Which I love about Ben Davis because every single time he has any kind of a foul called on him, he, he whines about it. But um, I think he was my man of the match outside of Sonny. Um, but the, the buildup for the goal was, a, was, was pretty awesome. I don't know how you can say that we were playing. What were they? What were the words? Anti-football. <laughs> negative football, dead ball. It's whatever. all bullshit. It's it is all bullshit. Absolutely. The, the buildup to that, the buildup to that off the, off the corner kick was pretty amazing. I mean, there was, because of the way that the, the way that it happened after that corner, there were so many players out of position. Like Alexander Arnold was out of position. Uh, fucking Emerson was way out of position. You know, he found himself way on the other side of the, uh, of the field. And, you know, he hoofed the ball up there and, 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 you know, luckily it fell to Harry Kane, right? 
um, because Kane, Kane's keen eye, I already saw Sessegnon and knew what he was going to do. Um, again, lots of times that Harry Kane plays like that, I feel like uh, it's more important for him to be kind of a midfielder than necessarily uh, than necessarily a, a, a classic striker. You know, because just because of the way he passes and his, his his IQ and his field knowledge and his and his vision. I mean, sometimes in the, in those situations, it's it's better that he's not scoring. You know, but there are, there were games that screwed us, and Steve was right that you know in the end we can't blame not picking up points off of a stupid. It wasn't even a stupid deflection. I mean, Ben Curd was doing what he was supposed to do, and it just didn't. It just didn't come off right. And then Diaz fucking celebrated like he was the one who did it. Sure did. I love because Hugo had a. You know that Hugo had a beat on that ball. The way he was leaning, he already knew which which direction it was going. He had yeah, a he, beat on that ball. Yeah. I just love that we took the points from Liverpool that probably keep them from winning the league and. uh getting the supposed quadruple that they thought they were on their way to. I, I love it. I, I, it's, I think it's funny and I think it's kind of cool to be the spoiler. Um, I, I, I really do, but I, I, I would much rather see them win the league than city. Um, I, I don't, I, there's one, there's one guy on Liverpool that I really despise, but the rest of them, I mean, the, every single one of those players are, are, are world-class players. And, you know, for, for what it's worth, they kind of built it the right way. You know, you might not like their American owners. You might not like Fenway sports group or fucking, you know, LeBron James or whatever, but they kind of did it the right way. They just have a lot of money, you know, uh, you know, they're not oil barons. They're not, they, they're not starving children are using slave labor they're not you know murdering people you know those guys tom warner you know and 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 those guys are out there they work to get to get what they got you know they have the racing teams they have the baseball team they have tv stations they they built this kind of kind of from the ground up because when they bought boston red sox that team was failing the whole organization was failing. They bought out two separate TV stations that were failing. And, and they, they revamped everything and they got their money. Honestly. Oh, I, I liked Fenway sports group this weekend, Mike, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough said about that. I will say I, I I would have agreed with you, Mike, up until Klopp's bitch ass comments about how I, I knew we were coming back to that, Steve. Well, we, Steve, we always we always we know though we know that he's going to make those comments when you don't play the way that he wants you to play so that he can beat you. He's going to cry. He's the kid. He's the bully on the you know on the kickball field, right? He just is. I can't but, stand it though. It's like I I just don't like Robert's humility, dude. I, just you know. Robertson's we, my guy. I hate. <laughs> well, it's hate one of those him. things, right? We we talk about constantly when Spurs are going up against, especially um, bottom table teams who just end up parking the bus and cancel out Spurs offense. We always talk about how we just we don't have an answer for that. We we 
are tactically inept at, at figuring out how to deal with it. We never once say they didn't play the game the right way. And it's like, you know, for this guy to be in a position where he could feasibly win four titles in a single season to throw a little bitch fit because it didn't go his way. It's like, look, you know, swallow some fucking pride and just admit, look, I got outplayed. I didn't have an answer for it. Um, on to the next one, right? Like you, you don't have to make it a whole big thing where you're rallying your fucking fan base, uh, trying to figure out what bullshit conspiracy kept you from winning the game. Um, the opponent didn't play you in a style that you preferred, right? Like that, that's what it comes down and to. Look, that's, honestly, that's if, what, if anybody does, has though. any right to time. complain about that game, it's Sonny who got an elbow to the he face. And, in the face. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, and, and fucking Clocked. Fabinho just walks away with a, uh, a yellow. Dude should have seen red for that, but even even if you want to make the argument that it was a yellow, he should have had a yellow for one of the five other challenges prior to that. Yes. And they should have seen another yellow in any of the like three or four that came after that. Robert, Robertson had one toward the end of the game where he came in spikes up on Harry yeah. Kane. Why, why is it every week somebody's trying to take out Kane's ankles? I mean, because it's the weak spot, right? But you're right. You're right. Jurgen Klopp wants to cancel Spurs. Jurgen, I'm sick of your cancel culture. That's there it. You That's go. it. I think we're on to something. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of being on to something, I think it's time for a special little little treat. Are you ready, Mikey? Oh, I, I don't know. Am I? Uh, you better be. God, Dave. It's time for the question, Mike. What is that question you ask? Steve's going to ask you. God, he always does, doesn't he? Oh, Mike, 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 Mike. What variety of colonoscopy drink do you have for us tonight? Well, Steve. Um, I, love it. I love it when you ask that. <laughs> hey, hold on a second, Mike, just for the listeners. I, I just have to let people know. So for you folks who wonder why we drag that out so long, it's because when I, when I cue Mike that it's coming, like he has to chug another beer first as quickly as he can. So they kind of clears things out so they can get the new beer ready to go. So we're essentially just buying time. And uh, I think we have successfully done that. So Mike, back to you. Hey, maybe one of these days we'll get a sponsorship and we can use this time to, you know, plug whatever bullshit product or, or service uh, that wants to give us money to help fill this, this void of airtime that we are. Steven, I'm going to tell you that you are never getting rid of my spot <laughs> was, was, you know, I don't, I don't give a shit if, uh, if uh, Gillette gives us a, a sponsorship, which they will not because none of us shave. <laughs> none of us shave. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Mike, all I'm saying is, wouldn't it be much better to say something like uh Oh, I don't know. Uh, 14th Star presents this week's episode of Hey Mike, what you drinking? Sadly, awesome. we're not getting. We don't have enough beers the... to get us through a season. <laughs> they could uh, they could come up with some beers. It, oh. It'll be a rotating sponsorship. We'll, we'll give a shout out to somebody different every single time. But the point is, we could be making money off of this, and we're not. Um, no, I just like to talk about beer. I do. But I mean, the underlying question is valid. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Well, Steve, um, today, uh, uh, Steve did call me out. Uh, I am having a follow up colonoscopy, uh, but I will not be reviewing the colonoscopy drink. We already did that one. We now know what it tastes like. 
that we did that six months ago. I'm having a follow-up, um, which we can talk about later um, at, another, at another point. Um, so today, uh, a friend of mine at work went to see his parents um, over the Mother's Day holiday weekend. Excuse me. And uh, that, that was a burp from that previous beer that Dave mentioned. <laughs> um, but he stopped at Treehouse Brewing for me. Treehouse Brewing is easily one of the better, uh, one of the top five breweries in New England. Um, and they always have, you know, I, I, everybody knows I love IPAs. They have this crazy list of IPAs and they build, they build beers off their base IPA, uh, which is called Julius. Uh, the one that I just finished was called Julius. Uh, which is three J's and uh, three S's. We're not going to be reviewing that one, although that one was phenomenal. Um, this one is called Juice Machine. Uh, it's got a cool robot on the label. Um, and inside the robot's head, it looks like the, the robot from Lost in Space. But uh, Steve, that was a TV show. It was in black and white. Uh, they used to show it on Nick at Night which I don't know if you ever saw Nick at night, but uh, it was what a show. From talking about? It's on Netflix in full color. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Millennials. Anyway, uh, inside the right, the robots had uh, has a bunch of different fruits. I'm going to read the back for you. I, I did not read the back yet just so I could see what was going on here. Um, they always have crazy uh, explanations, which was kind of like a beer advocate review for us already. Juice Machine is essentially a marriage of the King Julius malt, uh, King Julius, another one of their beers, uh, with a hopping schedule more intense than than that of Very Green, which is another one of their beers. Um, the hopping schedules are just periods during the boil that you add your hops. Uh, um, and each time you add the hops, it gives a different character to the beer, uh, depending on what time you're adding the, the hops in because I use it, all the oils and stuff get infused in, into the, into the wort. Um, but they use Magnum, Columbus, Amarillo, Citra, and galaxy hops. That's a lot of different kinds of hops and they're all typically IPA heavy hops. Um, it says it perhaps our most complex beer with unapologetic flavors of mango, creamy, orange sorbet, papaya, passion fruit, with a wave after wave of juicy hop flavor, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's pillowy, drinks like a true pleasure, um, and so on and so forth. It says, uh, drink it by the can. I'm going to pour it into a glass. Um, what a rebel. Yeah, well, you know, I don't necessarily uh, subscribe to uh, the conformist ways of breweries like uh, Alchemist and Treehouse. Um, I'm not going to conform to them and drink it from the can. I'm going to pour it into a glass because I want to see what my beer looks like. Plus, as our friend Wendy says, you know, you can't drink it out of the can because, you know, because breweries are infested with animals and things. Um, That's what adds the our, flavor. Dude, it already smells good. I do. I do. I, I, it's it's. A thing that I do, though, um, when I do drink it out of the can, I wipe off all the tops of my beers when I'm putting them into the beer fridge. Uh, I've been doing it for years. It's just a weird thing I do. All right. Pouring this. It's already very, very hazy. You see, what I do is I I grab a nice handful of the uh, cat litter that I've got straight out of the litter box, and I just make sure I rub that 
like I'm salting the uh, the can as if it were a margarita. I really need to make sure that I get every nutrient into my body as possible as I continue to drink this uh, hard seltzer that I have straight out of the can. It's because you're an asshole, though. Fair enough. <laughs> I have to hold on. I'm taking a picture. I'm taking a picture so that we know that Dave is going to be in the picture. You're including us this time? Yes. You know, this is an audio you, Mike. Uh, recording, Mike, right? Dave, Dave was very, picture. Dave was butthurt that I didn't share the picture with all of our faces. I'm on. telling you, he, he cuts us out. Listeners, he, he cuts us out of all the pictures. It's Mike and his beer and Steve and Dave are blocked. This beer is uh, outrageous already. I can smell it and I haven't tasted it, but I can smell it's outrageous and it's going to be delicious. I already know. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Got to get my guess in. Whoa. Wow. There is. Wow. <laughs> Early guess for me. <laughs> Early guess. Uh, this is, there's a lot going on here, man. You just keep getting, <laughs> you get like a weird taste. You get not a weird taste, but you get a taste and then you get another taste and another taste. It's, it's a, a crazy cycle of just like, I couldn't have more than one of these. I don't think this, I'm going to get goofy by the end of this uh, podcast. So we better get moving here, but um, why don't you mix it in with your uh, colonoscopy juice? Make that taste a little better. Oh God, no. Um, this is pretty wild. All right. Uh, song title. Oh, wow. I can see the gears turning. This is, okay. Yeah. I already know. I already know what I'm going to use. Um, I, I know what it is. This, this beer is so, <laughs> it, okay. This beer is so wild and in unreal. It makes zero sense to me. What's going on, how it's happening. Uh, what it's about. And I'm not actually just saying this. This is actually, these are things that I'm actually feeling right now. I've never felt this way about a beer. Um, I, I'm going to say, what's the most nonsensical song you've ever heard? Loser by most Beck. Nonsensical song. I'm going to say, say some, they might be giant songs. You ever listen to them? It's going to yes. be, it's, it's, it's Loser by Beck. <laughs> Particle man, particle man. No, no, it's losing. I, I'm with you, Dave. I, right. I understand. Thanks, they might Steve. be giants is a terrible band. Um, wow. I, I'm going to wow. say this it's, coming it's from loser. the guy who likes fish. It's the guy who loser. traveled following fish for how many years, Mike? Five years? No, it was not five years. How much of your life did you devote to following a band around the world? I didn't follow them around the world. I followed them around mostly the Northeast and stuff. Um, Answer the question. <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of shows. I, I, a number of years, I didn't go on like, I didn't go on a full tours with fish. Um, I went on like little mini tours sometimes. You know, I uh, went to a lot of shows with some good friends uh, and uh, had good times. And, uh, you know, it, it was always fun. It was always fun. And, uh, Fish, uh, for what it's worth, has, has a great community of fans, just like our Spurs. Um, the, the music is improvised lots of times, just like our Spurs. But we can get into a music discussion another time. 
Uh, this this beer to me is Beck. Is is Beck? Steve, he didn't answer the question. I just want to let that no, he, let the record show. Yeah, although uh, he did Beck. remind me okay, of a fun anecdote so, all right. for later. I don't know. It's been twenty something years. I've been seeing fish. If that's what you want, twenty two zero, easily. Yeah. Oof. I mean, there have been three or four or five years where I didn't see any shows, but. Can we get back to the discussion? This beer, this beer is so (laughs) wild and crazy and it builds and builds and builds. And I don't know what the hell is going on in the beer. So I'm going to say just based on the music, um, the, so the song back, uh, the song loser by back, the entire song, if you listen to the, to the music, it sounds like it's backwards. It's going in reverse. And then the lyrics make no sense at all. That's the spear. You know? If that, you say so. This beer. Do you, do I need to read some of the lyrics for you? Like, do you under have you listened to the song? I'm very familiar with the song. Dave, Dave can look it up right now. Uh, the, the song is uh, outrageous. It makes zero sense at all. Um, I'm going with Beck loser. And uh, the beer gets a uh, 4.1. Oh, so close. So, so close. I I guess 4.2. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. I get that. That's that's not ludicrous. I I can understand that. Okay. Nothing makes sense. Butane in my veins. I'm out to cut the junkie. Mm -hmm. Plastic eyeballs. Spray paint the vegetables. (laughs) Is it getting weirder for you? Dog food stalls with the beefcake pantyhose. <laughs> Kill the headlights, put it in neutral. Sounds totally normal and appropriate, right? What's the next, what's the next lyric say, though? Stock car flaming with a loser in the cruise control. Baby's in Reno with the vitamin D. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Got a couple couches sleep on the love seat. Yeah, Mike, this, this is just college. He's singing about college is all he's No, he's doing. not singing about college. <laughs> He's, I, I, my guess is that he's singing about how he's a terrible songwriter. He's a terrible rapper. He's a terrible uh, musician. So, and he's and he's putting all these nonsensical words. The the song has zero structure. The song, the lyrics have zero structure to them, and he's not telling a story. He's just putting lyrics together that make a little bit of sense in a sentence, and then the next verse or the next the next line has. Nothing to do with the previous one. Drive by body peers. That could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Steve, I think we've learned one thing. Mike hates Beck. That Mike sounds that's what I take away from despise this. Despise him. Has yeah. no respect. All the critical acclaim that Beck got, Mike has has no room for that in his uh in his worldview. Right, Mike? Uh Beck is one of the most genius musicians of all time. That's uh, not what I heard. That's, absolutely. I, I, no, I'm just saying this song, this song makes zero sense, and I've loved it my entire life. <laughs> oh, um, no, you love it. You see the turn there? He pivoted. He's, he's coming back around for I've, us. I didn't say I just said it makes zero sense. Also, Beck, Beck did a, a great version of uh, David Bowie's Sound and Vision. Uh, you have to look that up on YouTube. Um, it's outrageous. And it's, I was making demands. 
I am making demands. I, I demand that the audience listen, go and search that video because um, sonically, that's one of the most sonically pleasing songs uh, I've ever heard in my life. And, it, and, and the, the level, the level of musicianship that he, that he demands and his live show and, and in the bands that he puts around him, um, he's a genius musician uh, in, in the vein of like a Brian, Brian Wilson, I would say. So there, take that. That's it. I'm a loser, Mikey. Why don't you kill me? <laughs> hey, Mike, I just want to let you know. Um, I thought you were. I thought I had a great fucking argument there. And you, and you guys, you have to poke holes and shit and. Try and I don't know, man. You came hard for Beck, man. I somebody had to stick up for Beck, and Steve and I were just we're just feeling a little a little harsh. Like wrong this. with Beck Hansen. He's a he's a wonderful person, I'm very sure, but he's a very 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 good musician, and I appreciate his music, except for the song "Loser." Which I mean, like surprised. you could uh, you could talk about Tool in the same way, like you know, you calling him a tool now? Yeah, it's you chaotic. said Beck's a tool. Chaotic. The music is chaotic. <laughs> Well, Mike, I Some want people. you to know that I thought you were giving that beer a four-four, and mm-hmm. and Stevie uh, said a four-two. So he was he was closer. If this was the Price of Right or the Price is Right or Will, whatever, yeah, Price is Right. We both went over, so we both would have lost. But uh, Stevie's closer. So there you go. So that was Treehouse Brewing Juice, Juice Machine. Machine. Thank you, Michael. We hope you enjoy the rest of that bad boy. This has been Hey, Mike. What you drinking? That is thick, man. As I'm as I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. There's no light getting through that whatsoever. None. None at all. That's like uh triple pineapple juice, essentially. Yeah, I can totally. see myself in that. <laughs> That's wild. All right. So you know what we're gonna do next? You know what fun we're gonna have, gentlemen? We're gonna go to our other favorite segment. We're gonna hear from um Steven. Oh, 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 it's the one. It's the one where we uh where we guess the uh where we guess the title of the show, right? Well, we could we could do that. We're not there. I was gonna. Do oh, that's Stevie. not the one. No. I was gonna no, do Stevie no, 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 in a no. corner. It's the one where uh, the Bob Marley one, right? I <laughs> no, just doesn't want to hear we, any we more crazy bullshit. Oh, I see oh, how. No, it no, is. no, 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 no. I know. I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. Second favorite segment, and I'm all the it way is, down at the, the bottom. Where, right. I said other favorite segment. It's the dirty dancing segment. Dirty dancing. <laughs> where we put where we put Steve in a corner, right? Be my be my Jennifer Garner, will you? Steve, will you be my Jennifer Garner? It's the one where we put Steve in a corner. Nobody puts Stevie in a corner, Mike. No, I put myself in the corner. It's the but, dirty dancing segment. But Steven, I, if anyone in this group is prone to ludicrous conspiracy theory, it, it is you. So uh, I'd like to hear what's on your mind right now. I'd like to hear what you. Ludicrous is about. a great rapper. Well, actually, <laughs> I'm glad you bring it up, Dave. Uh, because there's been something that's been weighing me down for the last 30 seconds um, in my mad dash to come up with something clever. Um, and the thing that that hits me at this very moment is, is more of a continuation of a previous conspiracy um, that I found additional evidence uh, for. And I, I'm sure you guys remember uh, when I quite correctly called out uh, the Mikel Arteta curse on fourth place so that Arsenal could actually finish in a Champions League spot for once. Um, 
that seems to be playing out exactly the way that I said it would play out, by the way. But there has been an additional development that I think further lends credence to the exact fact that he has done the thing that I have accused him of doing, and that is uh, putting a curse on fourth place so that Arsenal can actually have Champions League for a change. But it's not at the top of the table. No, we were all focused on the top of the table and what was going on with fourth place with, uh, you know, Man United, West Ham, Wolves, all uh, Spurs, everybody chasing after it, nobody able to hold on to it. Um, but we should have paid attention to what was going on at the bottom of the table. As you see, the bottom of the table also has a big impact on what happens uh, to that fourth place spot. And I'm talking, of course, about the relegation battle between Leeds, Burnley, and Everton. Now, when I first made this uh, quite accurate prediction, that is in no way a conspiracy at all. It is proven fact at this point, I'll have you know. Um, Everton were, were, they were looking like a, a very likely candidate for relegation. Um, then they went and had some pretty damn big games, uh, and now the uh, statistical models show that they're probably, of those three, the safest from relegation. Now, why do I care about Everton? Well, frankly, I don't, because uh, let's be honest, I would have been pleased if, if they got relegated. That would have been fun for me, except who do Everton play on the last day of the season? Arsenal. What would have happened if Everton were in the middle of that relegation battle with Leeds and Burnley and they had not found themselves a, a place of safety at that point, they would have had to have fought tooth and nail to get a result against Arsenal on the last day of the season, which could have severely impacted Arsenal's prospects of, at this point, holding on to that fourth place spot. But now all of a sudden, Everton looks safe. Really? Everton, the team that has looked like absolute dog shit for the last few months, is suddenly able to put on performances when they need it to find themselves safely in the Premier League before they have to play Arsenal in a game that would have had serious ramifications on a Champions League spot. The only explanation for how that is possible is the Arteta curse. We all thought it was just around the fourth place spot, but he was looking further ahead. He saw what was coming up for him. He saw the direction that the rest of those games were going. And he said, in order for me to be at my absolute best in that fourth place spot, I need to ensure that Everton miraculously find themselves safe before the last match week so that when we play them, they have nothing on the line they can just be their dog shit selves again. We can walk all over them, get that win. It'll be nice and easy. Um, whereas if they actually had to put some effort in and play for it, it could have been more difficult for them. I think Mikel Arteta deliberately interfered with Everton's fate to be relegated so that he could make sure that that fourth place spot is locked up for Arsenal. I would check to see if he had any suspect payments, by the way, coming in from uh, Moshiri uh, and, and Everton, because I wouldn't put it past them to make that sort of devil's arrangement to keep themselves in the league. They are that bad of a fucking team right now. It's the only logical explanation that I can think of for the resurgence in recent weeks.
Steve, I want to say that this uh, this particular rant had much less tinfoil hat to it than the last one that, that you had. And there could be some plausibility, I want to say, to what you're talking about. But I'd like to hear uh, Mike's reaction to what you had to say. Mike? Phil Arteta is a puffy motherfucker. What a little puffy. bitch. Puffy. 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 Ex- explain. His, what do you mean? By puffy face. Look at like his stay puffy. Face. Dude, Mikel Arteta weighs like 103 pounds. He's not 103. He's not oh, a no, puffy no. guy. He's a he's a little fella. That's that's not what I mean. He's <laughs> a limp noodle. Yeah, yeah, he's a wimp. He's a wimp. He doesn't have the balls or the ability to pull anything off. Of. Do you remember when? Remember when Hoybier stepped? I up get, I get the way he looks. Like you can't trust a guy with eyebrows like that or hair as dark <laughs> as that. Like you take, know take something's it, up it with easy. the guy. Take, don't don't cross any lines here, Mike. You know that. Or anybody fucking... that's played for Arsenal, you can't trust any of those fuckers. He's a bitch. There's nothing going on with Mikel Arteta and payoffs to Everton or payoffs to keep Everton in or payoffs. The league, I don't think the league likes Mikel Arteta. That's that why it's said, not the league doing it. It's it's a curse. It is an otherworldly curse. And I know what I'm talking about. I watched Doctor Strange over the weekend. I know everything about the Mystic Arts right now. Dave so. and I, Dave and I know some so, some things about curses. Uh, in Dave's in Dave's city, they they blamed a fucking Billy Goat. In my city, they blamed a big fat baseball player who could hit home runs. Um, there's no curses. There's no jinxes. There's no luck. I, I, I've, we've talked about this. We've talked about this. There are only coincidences, Stephen. Maybe I'm it's starting to think Mike's in on it. I'm trying to talk you off the ledge here. Mike's gonna say happy coincidences. That's what he'll say next. No, there's no happy. Like, I, I don't. I don't get that term either. Happy coincidence. It's a happy coincidence when something good happens to you that you didn't expect. That's a happy coincidence. This Actually, shit that, that he's talking about. That could be irony too. Couldn't it? Sometimes. But yeah, I suppose. Fucking Bob Ross over here. <laughs> uh, little happy like accident. Little happy, happy little pine tree. Um, there we go. Let's be calm. Jesus Christ. Um, no. So. So. I don't, I, I, okay. So Steve's, Steve's theory is that Mikel Arteta is cooking everything so that Everton, he's using the dark arts so that Everton will, will not be in relegation by the time the game comes, the, the final week, weekend comes, which is two, well, a week and a half away, two weeks away, two and a half weeks away, whatever. Um, I don't, I just, I, I just don't buy it. Um, I, you know, like, here's, you said here's why, no, no, here's why I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm actually going to be serious here and here's why I don't buy it in my corner. You're going to be serious. I, I'm going to be a little bit serious in your corner. The reason I don't buy it, Stephen, is because Arsenal is not that good. They're not that good. I think that they have plenty of opportunity to trip up between now and then themselves because they're not that good. 
we just like Spurs, we are not beating the teams that we should be beating. And I've talked about this over and over and over and over again, right? Arsenal's not that fucking good. They just got lucky against a couple of teams that were down at the time. Right? Man, you is falling apart. They're crumbling. Fucking Chelsea blew a 2-0 lead to Wolves of all teams. Wolves. They blew a 2-0 lead against Wolves and Drew. Chelsea is falling apart. Like when we when we played Man U, they were at the beginning of their falling apart. Right? When we played Chelsea three fucking times or eight times or however many times we play them this year, they were flying high and Russia had not yet invaded Ukraine. Right? So you're saying Arsenal, Russia's Arsenal, invasion of the Ukraine Arsenal is what's should, giving Mikel Arteta his powers. We should already <laughs> we should already have these three points because Arsenal fucking cheated to get to this position where they are now. And I'm sure their argument was, wait, we can reschedule this for further down the line when there, it could actually mean something for you guys. You guys, the Premier League, are going to make money. Now, that is a little bit of more of a conspiracy that's believable. Is that they might have paid off the Premier League so that the Premier League can make money, thus promoting thus promoting Arsenal into the fourth Champions League spot. Dave, before you render a verdict, I just have one counterpoint to make. Dave's head is red right now. His face is red. In Mike's rambling. He's going to blow holes in my shit all over the place. Arsenal sucks. In Mike's rambling. I'm telling you Arsenal sucks. They have a lot of good young players, but they suck. In Mike's rambling, he specifically mentioned the phrase dark arts, which had me thinking, you know who else is a follower of the dark arts? Voldemort. Voldemort and Mikel Arteta are both evil motherfuckers. Therefore... The curse is real. Tom Riddle. I'm going to start rearranging the letters in Mikel Arteta and see if I can figure out what evil motherfucker he actually is. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'll get back to you guys on that when, when I come back and suddenly, oh, well, this Steve's is actually John Wayne Gacy Jr. <laughs> over here. Steve, Steve, Steve's trying to push for a new segment for himself. Like <laughs> Steve's, Steve's evil anagrams. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are both always looking for new segments. You just—it's just more, more, more. You take, take, take. By the way, Mike, my face is red. It's not because I'm going to blow apart your uh, your hypotheses. It's because I had like a half hour today between meetings, and I went outside and and sat down on my deck and fell asleep for like ten minutes, and then woke up like <laughs> like oh man oh that sounds right. It was a beautiful day, but uh, the the face and the head. Uh, my dome felt it you know for, for you listeners we we in vermont have not had nice weather in months yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolute months even during the winter there wasn't a nice there was maybe three or four nice ski days these days where you actually feel the heat of the sun it's like oh my god that's nice i forgot yeah. what that felt like yeah yeah so that that was today you know boys uh a verdict I like Steve's line of thinking. I like the um, I like the concept that Everton shouldn't be as terrible as they are, and therefore they should be able to uh, make some things happen to help out a douchebag of a, of another club. Um, that said, I, Mike, you make good arguments that Arteta's puffy, <laughs> and uh, 
and soft and and a bunch of other different things. That's no, I meant puffy. I didn't mean that like he was big. It's like he's no, I understand. He's, he's squishy. He's, yeah, he's a soft little guy. He's Let's a soft little guy. Not and he's not necessarily huggable because you know hair and eyebrows. Yeah, no, he he. Uh, I think hugging him would be a creepy feeling experience. To be to be honest with you, he like Arteta. A little bit like, like a vampire. Mikhail Arteta is like if I gave Isaac a marshmallow and he stuck it in his mouth and he took a couple of, you know, he chewed it a little bit and then decided he didn't want it anymore and he spit it out into the dirt and then picked it up and you have all the dirt and and the grass, the sticks, the rocks all clinging to this fucking marshmallow. And that's what he is. After it hardened, right? You got to let it like dry up and become like this brittle, gross thing. Yeah. It's just this fucking disgusting thing that yeah. nobody wants to touch. But, you know, as his parent, I have to pick that fucking thing up and throw it in the trash. I don't want to. I don't want to go anywhere near the goddamn thing because it's that gross. But I have to. That's Mikel Arteta. You don't want to go near him. You don't want to look at him. You don't want to associate with him because he is a soft, fucking disgusting looking motherfucker with these just incompatible bullshit attached to his face he's awful i get what you're saying now mike he yeah. is the worst kind of stay puff and and steve here's what i think i'm gonna say i'm gonna land on the side of mike for one reason only tonight i think mike's right i think the premier league doesn't like Mikel arteta at all i think i think the premier league wants arsenal to be good but i think when they look at arteta they're like do we really have to do it with this guy? Like, do, does he have to be the one that that makes this, you know, historic, uh, thievery-laden club of a club um, be successful? I don't think they want to do that, um, but they're stuck with it. So I am. I'm landing on Mike today, Steve. I'm confident though that next week you're going to bring it in a in a uh, even more convincing fashion. I wasn't trying to make it a point counterpoint segment. I, well, I you sure acted like it. You're like Dave's going to land. well look for next week we've got a derby coming up i'm going to analyze every derby you're right that that chewed up marshmallow of a man does dave would argue that this past weekend we had a derby we did we had a kentucky derby sure and we have a north london derby coming up too as well no because one takes place in england where they call it a derby the other (sighs) took place in america where they call it a derby this is the simplicity I, I of the entire argument. Steve, we're uh, going to come up with a, a wager of some sort, and one the consequence of the wager is going to be Mike has to call a Darby a Darby forever. Our friend, our friend Ross is going to come on in a few weeks, and he is going to tell us how to pronounce the hat. Is it a Derby what? hat? Is it a Derby hat? Or is it a Derby hat? I'm not asking how to pronounce the uh, a hat. I'm asking how it's to pronounce it. spelled the same way. I'm asking how to pronounce there, there, and there between, are all pronounced the same way. I, I can't trust anything coming out of Kentucky anyway. That state just seems like it's a dumpster fire. So I, I got to oh. be on Dave's side for that fact alone. But no offense they're, to our listeners from Kentucky, by the way. We just they're, wanna, they're, wanna they're brown. Their brown liquor is uh, is uh, something to behold. I do trust that. Absolutely. In fact, yes. Hey, and their baseball bats. In fact, also true. Also true. Let's go on to uh, naming naming the episode segment. Oh, I was just kidding about that. I don't. Know. No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I want your uh, boy. Like, all right, I'm gonna come up with some options here. I've written a few things down. Um, 
Kicked in the nuts. Nah, that was that. The game was good. Soy un perdedor. Oh, my, my, that got his attention. Mikel Arteta is puffy. <laughs> That's fun. Hugging Arteta would be creepy. <laughs> How about Jurgen's Jurgen's cancel culture? Jurgen's cancel culture. I like Jurgen's cancel culture. Also, <laughs> I, like I also accept Jurgen Klopp is a whiny bitch. <laughs> we don't we don't swear in our episode titles. We want to give right. the illusion that that the, you might be able to listen to it and not hear us fucking swear. I've I've got some options to work with at least, gentlemen. So stay tuned. You'll see soon enough. All right, boys. Let's uh let's get to closing thoughts. Uh, Michael, what do you have? Closing thoughts. Um. Closing thoughts. I think that we are going to, um, I think we're going to beat Arsenal. Uh, as I refer to them sometimes, uh, those stupid fucking cannons. Um, I think that we're going to beat Arsenal. I don't think they're uh, a great team. I, I think they have the potential to be a great team down the line. They have a lot of really good young players. Uh, Emil Smith, Smith Rowe is a fantastic player. Bukayo Saka is a fantastic player. Um, Tamiyasu is a great player. Um, You're a big Granit Xhaka fan too, aren't you? I hate Granit Xhaka. Like he's, he's a good player, but he's a piece of shit. Um, uh, So they have good players. Um, I don't think they're a good team, a great team right now. Um, So I think we beat Arsenal. um, And I, and I, and I think um, if they, play wide open kind of like uh liverpool did um they don't have the players to to um to run with our players um they don't have a player that's going to shut down um a decky um they don't have a player that's gonna that's gonna I really don't believe they have a player that's gonna boss Hoyberg in the in the middle um especially the way that Hoyberg's been playing um st- Steady Eddie, man. He's he is steady Eddie. Um, he just goes out there and gets the job done. He doesn't look for a lot of plaudits, you know. Um, so I th- I think we we end up beating them. Um, and um, then we move on to the weekend. Uh, and I think that Burnley is going to be a Burnley is going to be a tough game. They're also in a relegation battle. Um, they also have uh, a um but they have a caretaker manager or a new coach. I don't know what they have. They hired him. Um, don't they owe it to us to play a wide open game though, just to suit our ideal attacking style. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would think so. Uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise we would, I mean, we could call the Conte's cancel culture, we could. Uh, the, the, the triple C. Um, <laughs> but what I really want to talk about uh, is, is the reason that uh, we, we joked about my, uh, my um my fun drink i have to drink here uh, after the episode ends um but uh, crohn's and ulcerative colitis are a big deal um they affect millions of people every single day um and it's not all dietary it's not all the fact that you've taken bad care of yourself um or that you're aging um it has, it, it affects every single person, um, every single day that has Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. Lots of times you don't know you have it. Um, so I would suggest that, 
Um, if you have a history of cancer, if you have a history of uh, colorectal disease um, in your family, start getting checked early. Um, if you have, you know, acid reflux or a gastrointestinal disease in your family, or if you have that stuff yourself, stay frosty, get, get checked, keep up with your colonoscopies. Um, I know it's a tough thing to talk about, but things that seem small and minute can grow into larger things, um, which can lead to, to stuff like cancer. Um, so make sure you're getting yourself checked um, appropriately and make sure you take care of yourself the best you can. I know I, it, it seems like I drink a lot of beer. Um, I do love my beer. And I, and I like to drink and, and um, it's for the taste of the beer and it's not for the buzz that it gives you. I'm not into that kind of stuff, but um, whatever it is in your life, we all have vices. Um, if, if you get to a point where I've gotten to in my life um, where I've had, I've had gastrointestinal issues for a number of years and, and never looked into it, get yourself checked and make sure that you stay as healthy as you can because you have a lot of people um, in your life that are relying on you to be around. And, and these things are debilitating and it sucks to live with, but you can live with them. And I just want everybody to make sure that, that you get checked and, uh, and, you know, Look into, uh, if you have issues, look into ulcerative colitis, gastrointestinal disease, um, Crohn's, that kind of stuff, because, you know, you never know. So that's my public service announcement for the, for the week. And I'm, I'm going to just emphasize that, um, that appropriate, you know, being checked by an appropriate person. Cause my buddy Hanny, he said he would give me one of those exams. And uh, I come to find out that he's not even a medical doctor. He's not a doctor at all. I, he's I not your the buddy. Then. Doing back there. He's not your buddy. Then your buddy Hanny. <laughs> wow. Oh, Steve. I, sh- Steve. I should have questioned it when he asked me to meet him uh, under the underpass. Uh, but I just thought, Hey, he's doing me a favor. Um, <laughs> You thought the you thought the insurance kicked in differently under the underpass, right? As opposed to going into an office. He look, he's a very convincing dude. <laughs> Does he accept Blue Cross Blue Shield though? <laughs> God, I hope so. Oh goodness gracious! Uh, thanks, Steve, thanks for lightening it up, Steve. Steve, what else you got, man? Oh, uh, you know, just. Uh, I'm looking for it. You know, it, it would be peak Spurs to uh, convincingly win uh, the North London Derby uh, and then lose to Burnley. And, you know, any hope we had is just out the window. I honestly, I would not be shocked if that happened just because that would be the swift kick in the nuts that would make me remember what team I am supporting. Um, and you know what? You know what? I'm going to, I'll end with my own public service announcement. Uh, It is May. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, And I will just briefly uh, let anybody know that if you feel like you're, you know, struggling with some mental health issues, it's okay to go and, and, you know, seek help, find a therapist, you know, talk it out. 
I do it on a weekly basis. I find that at this point, you know, it's more just maintenance, keeping my own sanity, but it's, it's super helpful. Um, and it doesn't have to be this weird thing that, you know, you don't want to tell anybody about because you feel like, you know, there's some stigma. There's, there's, there shouldn't be a stigma associated with it. Um, it's so much better to go and, and get the help that you need uh, than to just, you know, kind of grit your teeth and bear it. It's, it's awful. Anybody who's had a panic attack before can tell you it's probably one of the worst feelings you could go through when there's nothing physically wrong with you, but you feel like you're dying all of a sudden. Um, you know, nobody should have to deal with that. So if you're, if you're on the fence, you know, look it up. There's, there's, I'm sure dozens and dozens and dozens of, of professionals, you just got to find the right one, the person who's going to, uh, you know, mesh well with, with what you need, what you want to get out of it. Um, and then just stick with it. Right. It's, it's not going to be a one and done. You don't just talk to somebody one time and that's the end of it. Um, you know, you kind of keep this thing going, make sure that you're, uh, doing what you need to do, keep yourself healthy, sound mind, sound body. I think between, uh, Mike and I, we've, uh, covered health from head to, uh, anus. So, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and Dave's muted and he's trying to make some sort of poignant point. I'm sure. Man had a great joke and it just, it just got muted out. No. Um, I, I guess I, I want to follow both of your lead. Um, and say, first of all, I, you guys know this, but I, uh, I have, I have, been candid with people and shared and i even wrote some stuff about it that was published um in fact uh, our friend wendy i'll give him some props he, he even helped uh helped to edit a piece that i wrote for something related to this but i in my my own challenges you know i always looked at um the, the concept of therapy is like yeah I, i'm okay i don't need something like that you know I, I got it together i do a good job of keeping it together rolling with the punches you know going with the flow blah 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 until I didn't. And, uh, I had, a, I had a, a situation one day where I was just driving along and, and literally pulled over on the side of the road and just started crying for reasons I could not figure out. Like, why am I crying? I'm not supposed to be crying on the side of the road here, but the reality was I, I had just, uh, not processed through some things that I needed to process. And that was my, my body and my mind's way of, uh, getting my attention. And, uh, so this was, you know, early in the, in the start of the pandemic. And I, I reached out and pursued therapy, uh, virtual in that context, you know, cause that was the, the world that we were in and, and fantastic experience. You know, I'll admit that there were times where I was, I've been like, I don't really want to do this today. You know what I mean? Where you're just kind of not up for it, but on the other end of it, you're like, I'm really glad I did that. And that was, uh, that was, a a productive and positive experience for me to, to grow and, and, uh, just become a better person who understands himself better, which helps you understand other people better. So there's that. And then Mike, uh, not the same exact thing, but you know, in my family, there's a history of prostate cancer. I have an uncle who passed away from, um, complications related to prostate cancer. My dad had prostate cancer. My dad is still alive, but, um, the, the surgery and the ramifications of all that did a pretty, pretty hefty number on him. So for about a decade, he's been living with the ramifications of that. But, uh, you know, they told, they told me like, Hey, once you hit 40, it may feel early, but you got to get on it. And uh, a thing that people don't know, David, is that, uh, um, and I work with a a number of urologists, uh, and, and, uh, radiation therapists, uh, and, uh, prostate cancer kills more people than breast cancer does every single year. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I know, I know that recent news has been about women's health in the U S but 
um, men's health is just as important. So make sure yeah. you guys get your self checked out. Yeah. You got to get that stuff checked. So it's something I do annually. Um, I'll admit I've been better about that than seeing just a general physician, which I've not been so great about, but I, but I have been on top of that for family history. So um, I guess with all of it, um, take care of yourself. You can't take care of other people. It's really that simple. And we all need to take care of other people as we've discussed before. Hey, friends, that's been Wicked Spursy. We appreciate you all. Mike, Steve, I appreciate you guys, as you know. Looking forward to doing this again next weekend after hopefully a, a killer Darby, D-A-R-B-Y, and then uh, a strong showing versus somebody else over the weekend that uh, we won't be able to complain about the way Jurgen Klopp does. So with that, Steve, last comment. Don't be an asshole. And Michael. I'd like to wish a 15th, uh, <laughs> happy 15th wedding anniversary to my wife, uh, which takes place on the same day as the North London Derby. Um, and quiz, 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 quiz. And be safe, everyone. Nice. Happy anniversary to the poppies. Way to go. Adios.